37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. I haven't written down what I'm going to say today because it's kind of Christmas and we're not reviewing a show and we're going to go through things a bit retrospectively and go back over all of the eras, all our favourite bits and all sorts of interesting stuff and I'm not at all padding for time to make sure that I talk the whole way through this intro bit because we don't have other things to say at the moment. I'm Chris Fletcher. I'm feeling nostalgic and looking back on two beautiful, fruitful years of podcasting. I'm Lucy Rain. Hello, friends. I'm Hugh Rain. You didn't have to. You know why? Because the music was about to crescendo. Um, and yeah, you, that's when we got and quiet. You, and you went on too long. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and all professional-like as well. I was like I was, riffing. And I, you was gonna say, I was going <laughs> to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, and I'm trying to decipher my awful list of scores <laughs> but uh yeah I didn't, I didn't get to i just had to go into the name oh so that's why oh isn't this, i knew it'd be my fault isn't it funny guys this is the second week in a row that we're recording a classics podcast oh well, i know i can't remember the last time we did this yeah no and, and yet we're not actually reviewing a film we, I, I guess to explain this and we kind of explained this at the end of the encanto episode as well but i think we've got two more films to do to finish off all the classics um, which are Moana and Ralph Rex the Internet. I am going to continue to call it Ralph Rex the Internet, by the way. That's fine. good. Um, I, I think we should call it Ralph Rex, Ralph Rex the Internet until someone decides to actually change the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also wanted to do Enchanted and Mary Poppins Returns as well. So there's four of them mm-hmm. there that we need to do. After that, we don't know what we're going to do. But for now, we thought it's Christmas. Um, there weren't any Christmas films jumping out at us that we wanted to do, particularly were there. No. So we just thought, why don't we have a look back over everything that we've done over the last, how long is it now? Nearly three years? Two and a half. Two, yeah. Two and a half years. Best part the, of three yeah. years. There was a um, a Disney film, that well, a film that's on Disney Plus that kind of jumped out at us, and that's The New Home Alone, and we were going mm. to do that. But for all intents and purposes, everything we'd heard was so bad I didn't really want to spend two of my life, two hours of my life watching it. Not even to review and laugh at it. Well, we watched Home Alone 3 recently, and do you know what? It isn't awful, but it is terrible. And, <laughs> and from what I understand, they get worse and worse as they go on. So, I'm, so I'm it wasn't the wild, all. but it was Oliver and Company. Yeah, no, it probably was the wild, to be fair. Oh, no. Or Dinosaur. Dinosaur. You like Dinosaur, don't you, Lucy? I have nostalgia for Dinosaur because it was one of the films released when I worked for Disney, so I kind of... What did we give Dinosaur? Saw the behind the scenes. I've got it all 51. here. 51. 51. Right. You see, this is one of the great things about... This is kind of what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to look back over things and, and remember our favourite bits from some of the films that we've watched and the things that stood out to us at the time in those different eras. Maybe what our favourite eras are. Maybe we didn't talk about that. Um, and also bits that we talked about on podcasts, if we can even remember it, that, that stand out to us just... Just a bit of a retrospective. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you a little tip to anyone listening slash watching. Uh, if you go to our website, 37, that's the numbers, 37disneystreet.co.uk, you can find a full list of all the films we've reviewed and the marks next to it. It's a handy chart. Including I've, the cry factor. Including yeah, the cry for factor. For most of them. For most of them. Working on it. I've, I've even pulled it up now so that I can see at a glance what we gave sent films because there's some I just don't remember. It's not. Um, I, I, I've been updating this every week when we were doing weekly shows. Every week, 
um, I would type into the into the description for the podcast and what does this do to the rankings then link to that page so anybody who's, who listens on the website anyway quite possibly knows of this link but we haven't referred to it a lot and once once we'd done so many films that we couldn't do it on a graphic anymore, which is what we did originally, if you remember, Hugh, you used to do a graphic for us. Oh my gosh, I did. I yeah. forgot about that. You used to do a rankings graphic and we'd tweet that out every now and again. Um, God, that was ages ago, wasn't it? I totally forgot and I even did that. There you are, you see. Um, I've got no jingles today because we don't have jingles for retrospectives. What do we? we do have is jingle bells because it's Christmas. Oh. So... Jingle bells. <laughs> that that was the least friendly jingle bell I've ever heard. It was that was a that was a shrill and angry jingle bell. Do you think if we all it's how I roll? If we all went shing 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 into our microphones, shing, at slightly shing, different shing, tones, shing, we could get a really nice sound. Okay, yeah, you start. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is we can't talk over the top of it while we're doing that. No, no. we'll no. dub some over later. Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so where do you want to start then? Should we start at the very beginning? Snow White, baby. Yeah. Seems like an age ago, doesn't it? Yeah. A golden age ago. Do you know, the good thing about that uh, episode is, well, the bad thing is, we recorded it and it didn't, the sound didn't capture. Uh, so by the time we did it for our first episode, we were already practised. Yeah. We were, yeah. And it was quite a, quite a good, you know, flowing chat. Like now I can't speak, but like, you know, <laughs> if we recorded this again, I'd be much, uh, much more verbose. We used to record on the Mac, didn't we? And and um, my my the the cable had to be plugged in because the battery had stopped working on it. So if the plug came out at any point, it died, mm. and it was out of memory as well. And I think that was the problem that day. It started recording, and we didn't realise it had run out of memory, and it didn't tell me that it had run out of memory, so I didn't stop it. Very occasionally, there'd be a moment where we'd talk for about twenty five minutes, and then you, and then you go, guys, guys. It's not been recording. We, we had to, not, we had <laughs> to not record shows a couple of times because we used to do yeah. two a night, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, used, we used to do two a night. We'd meet on a Tuesday and a Thursday if we could. Tuesday and a Thursday. We did on, on a number what? of yeah. We, did, yeah, we weren't. We hadn't got to a re- regular rhythm for no. a good sort of six months. So it was really like we do when, Sundays now, when by we the way. were when mm. we were available. So some and I worked on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So some weeks it'd be Tuesday, and then one week we'd miss, and then we'd do a Tuesday and a Thursday one yeah. week, and then some weeks we'd put a Sunday in. And we were really just doing it when we could for a long time. It was a lot of work though, wasn't it? Because mm. we decided we knew we wanted to do it. We knew we had to come up with a name. We started. I think when did we record? Snow White in like it was January, like February, February time it was Christmas but, when we decided we wanted to do it but we decided that we wanted to get we wanted to release the films and yeah. we knew we were going to go and watch the live action Dumbo and we wanted Dumbo episode to be released the same week or around the same time so that we could talk about them both mm. so we backlogged all those films didn't we we got them all ready with the, with the release date in mind to start in June or whenever it was mm-hmm. and, and just put loads and loads of effort in because I think we had because we all do um, musical theatre and we, there was a show, wasn't there? I can't remember what it was. So this is 2019? Yeah. There was a, sh- a show. Was it Music Man? Was it me doing Music Man? No. I, I, I think w- it... Was it 2018 then? Because 2019 I did Pal Joey. So oh, it must have been that. 2018. Yeah. Uh, no, well, whichever. No, I think you're right. I think it must have been Pal Joey. But we knew that we were going to be yeah. rehearsals and things and it was going to be harder for us to, to get together and do things. So we kept trying to work around and get as much up front as we could do. Mm. And we we were about five or six weeks ahead of ourselves for a long time. And then this is because we knew uh, May, June, July would be difficult. And then mm. the difficult time struck and there was that awful the feeling. Times. Well, there was that awful feeling when you're like, guys, we've only got 
one left in the can, yeah. you know. We're going to have to record another load of episodes. Mm. And Now we're five was, weeks behind. Yeah. There was also a real problem that, that we couldn't remember what we talked about the week before because it was actually eight weeks before or whatever. And, mm. and it didn't, it felt like things weren't relevant and, and um, listeners were starting to, to tweet us and things and, and we weren't able to respond effectively. So bringing it to a, a show where we did it and put it out in the same week became a much better way of managing mm. it, I think. Mm. And also... When we decided we were doing Sunday nights and we were sticking to Sunday nights, everything just became easier anyway. We all started mm. to get our rhythm. Um, obviously, we were doing the Disneyland Paris show at the same time. I knew when to do my news. I knew when to do my research. Because researching different films at different times for different days of the week can be really hard to fit around your schedule. And yeah, we just we got a bit of a flow going, didn't we? You wrote a script for Snow White, didn't you? you I did. That didn't try. that didn't work. And no. this is what you need. This is what I feel about Snow White. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it. I don't want to. It's really good. We well, did, I like it anyway. We didn't have a clue what we were doing at the time. None no. of us really. It's a miracle it managed. Well, it's it didn't get out the first time, did it? But it's we managed to get it out. And I feel now we're so comfortable with each other, knowing when to talk, when to be quiet. Well, I sometimes struggle with that, but we. We know how to discuss things, and I think we would do a better job now. That's my well, one kind of re- regret. Well, we do. I mm. think we do. I gave uh, <laughs> the first ever <laughs> full marks in Snow White. I, I give it thir- I give it ten across the board. It got thirty from me, which is like I'm quite critical, and it's not like it. It almost felt like it, it seems like is he going to do this for everything? Mm. But it's like Snow White's so special that it's like I'd give it top marks. It, it, we give it eighty-seven overall. And I think we think we both marked it down for music, didn't we? Because um, as much as there are iconic songs in there, that the warbly woman voice and stuff, the operaticness mm-hmm. of it just it didn't quite didn't quite wash with me. And I think visually I, stunning though. I marked it down for story as well. I oh, think I definitely it, did. It's very hollow. Yeah, Bonnie gave it a four. I can see here. She loved Even it. It's for like a long you time. know one of her favourite films. Uh, she's like yeah, a four. I watched it drunk. <laughs> that's what I remember. I watched it, um, having had a few ports, and and God, I used to make notes, so many notes about various mm. different things, and and I did all this research and stuff, and and a lot of what I found was different to what you'd found, and that, and I think we we did find that quite a lot through through the golden age and through the silver age, and There's probably the so bronze much. age. We we were pick, I, I I got into a groove of the stuff that you were coming and talking about, which is very much the corporate things and what was going on. And I tried to find little quirky things that kind of fitted in the gaps. But, but there's so much on, written just, about the Golden Age. Oh, so much I written. I miss that. I and, really miss that. Well, I miss it in a way because I'm then left to research Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I'm like, how, how do I research this? Someone came up with an idea. Somebody else started it. They made it. Boom. The end. Whereas back in the day, there was so much drama going on and there was so much innovation and creativity I'm not saying that every film in the 21st century can be like that but it was it was such a joy to research mm. films that were like that Go on then Golden Era what, what are your highlights? Snow White obviously Obviously So we've got Snow White Pinocchio Dumbo Fantasia Bambi I think the big shock for me is uh, Is that it? Is it those five? Yeah, those five, yeah. yeah. The mm. film of those five that I had seen the least and thought would rank the lowest for me was Bambi. And it ended up 90. being the highest rank of the five and that, my personal favourite. That opening scene, the mm. the, um, uh, the multiplane camera on that is just mm. beautiful. My, my favourite bit about doing that episode was um, 
doing um, when the when the animals essentially become teens. <laughs> And, uh, and we had them going, Hey, Bambi, yo, Bambi, you want to go play some racquetball? <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Oh, and we introduced the, uh, the, the animator, animator called, uh, what's it called? He's like, Gordon Jeffrey. 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 Jeffrey the animator. <laughs> yes, sir. I've been animating all my life, but this, is, this takes a biscuit, sir. I was sad when he died. When did he retire? <laughs> uh, I think he, he gave up the ghost after, like, Black Cauldron, didn't he? He's like, it's enough of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah Bambi did really really well mm. I was very surprised by that um, I was a bit gutted that Pinocchio didn't do better because I just love that I still do I just love that film I know it's haunting and, and harrowing but it's 81 it, no, it, not it bad. just doesn't no, not touch bad. me doesn't um, no. Pinocchio oh you see I'm looking right at my Pinocchio lounge fly now but I think mm. that's an iconic piece of design I think the next uh, um, should we can we yeah, move on a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the next phase is my favorite because it's it's the I it's this completely agree with weird you. like uh, war period. You you got uh, Salad de Amigos, Three Caballeros, Make My Music, Melody Time, Fun and Fancy Free. I was going to say Muppets Haunted Mansion just because so, <laughs> I've written it in. This is when I, I'm meant to start squeezing them in like uh, on my piece of paper here. Uh, make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody. It's Melody Time. Does Ichabod and Mr. Toad count in that era? I, I think, think so. I think yeah, he does, Cinderella. No, Cinderella's oh, no, Cinderella's first of the silver. Right, scrap that then. Yeah, it could have missed two. That's it. And, we, and, and around about then, we looked at Song of the South as well. Oh, yeah, we um, did, didn't we? The, yeah. The war era ones, I, I take a bit of blame for this because I hadn't seen any of them in full. I had seen some of the... Because a lot of them are made up of shorts, so I'd seen some of the shorts. Um, but when we were doing The Golden Age... And I was desperate to sort of get onto the Silver Age and start reviewing Lady and the Tramp and Cinderella and things. I suggested we group... We package the packages. We, we package the packages. So we packaged um, Three Caballeros and... Saludos Amigos. Saludos Amigos together. And then yeah. we packaged the other... And looking back now, they are so worthy of their own episodes. And it was too much mm. as well. It, it was, was, it was, was too, too much, much to talk about. Especially when we had the three episodes together. Mm. Um, but... At the same time, I think we would have struggled to to fill a whole episode with one of those mm. individual ones. But the the thing for me about that whole era is, I I still look back and think, I wish I I, I could watch them all again, and not because they were particularly brilliant, although bits of all of them were. I think mm. it's just how unfamiliar they are. Yeah, yeah. And how, it's new. Yeah, it's Disney, but it's Disney you haven't seen before. And it- I, I think they're like. Um, I think the concern was, are people going to listen to an episode of Make My Music, then the week after Fun and Fancy yeah. Free, then the week after Melody Time, yeah. when they're really thinking, it was a know, slog, wasn't where's it? The Little Mermaid? Yeah, absolutely. Are and, you- I, sorry, just to say about The Little Mermaid, do you remember, it felt like, after a while, especially when we got into like the 70s and 80s, we were just waiting for The Little Mermaid. Mm. And then I remember, like, think, like I think we said on the show, like, we've made it, we've got here, guys. Everyone take a break. What's that noise? I think that was my vlogmas finishing exporting. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, Yeah, we're like, we made it, guys. Especially when we got through uh, Rescuers Down Under. Oh, no, that was after, wasn't it? That's it. You have to go back (laughs) to the Rescuers. Yeah, we've got them. Like like Winnie the Pooh later on as well. Yeah. It still makes me go, oh, no, we're going to watch that again. Here's one for you, then. uh, And and I guess we go one film at a time in this package era. Mm. Or or maybe not if there wasn't one. But what were your favourite segments across all of it? I really liked the uh, uh, um, was it Baya or something the uh, the black background with the train and the hills. Yeah. It's just a little sort of weird 
graphic number. Okay. It's all black and it's got these bright coloured uh, uh, hills and foliage on it. I can't think I which one that, that is. Oh, I'm going to find it. I like the one, and I, I think I'll watch it this week, actually. It's a Christmassy one with the carriage rides. Once Upon a Winter Time with the bunnies. <laughs> I love that. And I also liked the... Um, go on, talk about something else. Okay. Well, for me, um, the the anything with Jose Carioca in it, oh um, yeah, is is big for me. So the Brazil section in um, Saludos Amigos, the whole Mexico bit in um, in Three Caballeros, um, and then again when they do the um, the fascinating rhythm of the samba in Make mm. My Music, is it? All the cats. Is it Blue Bayou? Hugh, is it Blue Bayou that you were talking about, Hugh? No, oh. no, no. Uh, mind you, this doesn't look like it. Huh. I can't remember what this oh. what the segment was called. It's... Peter and the Wolf as well. Peter and the Wolf was fantastic. Uh... All the cats dance in or something like that. It, it was all the, like, all the cats joining. All the cats joining. Yeah, it's just like li- line drawings of teenagers mm. going going to a disco. It's really. I think that's when it's hep. Yeah, it's so hep. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. But then the thing is, it's peppered with some god awful ones. Oh, that rotoscope thing! Oh, with the with the, oh, the like silhouette ballet dancer yeah, that's things. Terrible. And there's also the one with a, a a picture frame at a window with some. I can't. It's just really, yeah. really like. But then there's the, the Alice Blue Bonnet one and and the the Andrew Sisters tugboats song and stuff there's just mm. there's so many nice little bits in amongst it all. It's we've um, been discussing. The uh, IP overlays in Disney parks yeah. on our Disneyland Paris show just now, just half an hour ago. And one of the hotels that we're staying in, hopefully in May, Saratoga Springs, has got a vague horse racing feel. And on the walls, they've got Alice Blue Bonnet and Johnny Fedora. Johnny Fedora, that's right. Uh, the horses and the, wearing the hats. And it's so, people say there's no IP in those rooms because they've never heard of it. And it's so kind of. Much like Casey's Corner, isn't it? That's, that's Casey's yeah. Corner. It is, yeah, because yeah, I was really surprised to hear about mm. that. So you think, oh, these are forgotten, unknown films. No, they're there. They're in the parks. Is people the just don't recognise them. From the, yes, the it is. Because I've always thought the look and feel of that was very much the same. Yes, and it I, is. I didn't know whether that was deliberate or whether it was something else. No, it's there. It's an Easter egg. I'm literally scanning through Salados Amigos to see if it's in here. So Salados you... Amigos. So that which what was in Salados Amigos? It's got that. Um, it's got was, the Donald bit. It's there got, was the jumbo jet. Yeah, it's got thing. The, the little plane. There's yeah. a lot of live action Pedro. stuff. There's uh, the um, what's the sort of cowboy character called? Um, the cowboy in Salados Amigos. Oh, the goofy thing. Yeah, the uh, Gaucho. Something ga- uh, ga- yeah, that one. <laughs> we don't remember anything, do we? I can't remember what it's called. Um, if you, this is where you need people like Bob Sangwell on board because yeah. he'll be able to tell you without even yeah, blinking. So it must be in there. If you've joined us recently, like in the last few months, and you haven't listened to these, I highly recommend it. A that you go and watch them, just just so you know your Disney history, if nothing else. Not there's some ropey bits, there's some brilliant bits, but yeah, go back and listen to the podcast because it's us. Disney fans discovering Disney, which I think is quite glorious. Yeah. And there's more of that to come in the Dark Ages as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm forgetting uh, the um, Pablo the Penguin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's He's brilliant. in Three Caballeros. And that's one of that's one of the best Disney things ever. There's right. A, there's the Flying so, Donkey. I'd forgotten about the Flying Chris, Donkey. Christmas week. Um, We're going to watch this. What's ah. his name again? Uh, the, 
Sterling Holloway. Uh, if anyone wants to know what I was talking about before with the black background, oh, yeah, go to about 28 minutes into the Three Caballeros and there's, it's just got this oh, uh, yeah. this really graphic looking, it's got a train going through this landscape and it's all black. With it's very Mary Blair, that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. Yeah, It's just really nice. That, that, that really stands out to me. That's that's what I like about this era. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the other thing. You You felt talented artists being given... Uh, free reign mm. and a pencil and said and pencils and paints and said make some art and I that's just fabulous 28 and a half minutes actually otherwise there'll be some Joe karaoke stuff that's not a, a bad thing in fact just watch the three caballeros just yeah do because I, watch it, Silly Dos Amigos as well it's my favourite it, it, I think it's my favourite it's my favourite one that we've done I don't think it's the best by any stretch but it's just my favourite I just like the feeling of it I like the exotic nature of it uh, do you know I, I think it was I, I preferred um, the Three Caballeros to Saludos Amigos, but Lucas liked Saludos Amigos so much that that's the one that I've worn to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, there's this, there's this bit in that where where there's all these flowers and the flowers suddenly start to turn into birds and Donald Duck appears from this this flower and it's just it's so it's very abstract, but it just it works so beautifully well. Mm. The animation's not up to the golden era standard. All the time, is it? Well, it, it, it has this flashes. But the moment. thing is, oh, when mm. when we researched it, we we fully understood not only econ- economic reasons mm-hmm. for that, but also key animators were literally away at war. Here she comes with her history. Yeah, well, it's it's a really fascinating is, yeah. um, era, and I think that's why maybe Hugh's right about people having to listen through these things, and we would have lost listeners. But from my point of view, I would have liked to dwell a bit more on each individual thing so I think there was a lot of a lot of uh, wealth there and that of course is when we first introduced to Mary Blair on the Brazil mm-hmm. trips and the propaganda aspect it's underrated is it underrated <laughs> I don't know if it's underrated because there are some bad bits about it I but think it's it, underrated it, because people just didn't haven't watched it's it it's forgotten it's a forgotten piece of disney history that it's really not needs watched to be it's rubbish they just you wouldn't think to you wouldn't think to seek out the three caballeros would you do you know what I hated though? Salados amigos. And this is, does have quite a presence in the parks, but um, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah, to- Toad's got a load of presence, and and I I found that film just um, well, it was awful, wasn't Me- it? Mediocre at yeah, best. Yeah, at best. Yeah. There's a whole area. That, well, there's Liberty Square in um, Magic Kingdom, and there's. A restaurant called Sleepy Hollow, and that whole area around there has got loads of Easter eggs from Ichabod and Mr. Toad in. So you've got um, Mr. Ichabod's music lesson sign and very sleepy. It's not a restaurant; it's a snack stand, right? A kind of bakery thing. Okay, I don't remember it. Um, We didn't go in, but it's where the Christmas (laughs) shop is. Should go in, go in. It's where the Christmas shop is. You know, opposite there. And then above the Christmas shop is the music. So there's loads of stuff going mm, on. So <laughs> they've they've not forgotten about it, and it's there. But it's um, I I found it grotesque. I didn't like it. And yet, visually, especially when when Ichabod goes home and he's going through the woods, mm-hmm. that whole chase sequence is brilliant. Well, interestingly, Chris, we have referred to a YouTube channel that we follow avidly, the Corridor Crew, mm. and they had a 
uh, Simpson, Simpsons animator on, um, talking through his career, but also saying, right, can you pick five or six pieces of animation? That I think really... it was horror. I think it was for Halloween. And he... Right. Is that right? And he should... Yeah. Maybe. I think, he... no, I just think he was, it was one of the episodes where it was things that have inspired you that you think are good animation that you'd like to talk about. And he chose the the main kind of tension building section of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And he told you in frame by frame detail why he thinks it's one of the best pieces of animation ever done. Mm. And he convinced me. And at That's the time great. at the time I'd gone, his nose is too big, his ears are too big, I don't like him, he's grotesque. <laughs> and uh, then I don't know, he turned me around. That whole piece though, it's brilliant. From from the reed singing and, and making the mm. noises and stuff to to the horse, him backwards on the horse, bouncing around on it and stuff. He's, he's just... He's shaking his head down right. into his collar and stuff like that. It, it, it is really good. Mm. But you're talking about five minutes of two films and and the rest of it is just not up to scratch. It's a slog. But we did yeah. say at the time, we, we kind of watched it the wrong time of year and it didn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, we did. Like if you watch it on like a sort of autumnal Sunday morning, it might... Uh, or, you still have to or, skip or, through or the first half of the film though, Hugh. You well. still have to skip through... Through Toad because Toad isn't Halloween. Yeah. So this is the thing for me about the package era Can and you... Disney Plus is, and I still I said this ages ago when, when we first got Disney Plus. If they had all of these things as standalone, you could build yeah. a playlist. You I was just going to say the stuff that you want. Yeah. It'd be so much better. Yeah. Or yeah. chapter the films at least. But I like Fantasia has been uh, recut and re-edited so many times to take sections out. Set Deems Taylor. We didn't even talk about Deems Taylor. Deems <laughs> Taylor. We talked Does enough it, about him on the episode. Yeah, been about twenty minutes on the fella. Take him out yeah. and, and redo the narration, and they got rid of this, and they changed the order of that. And they, it, I feel like they could um, condense the three music-led ones down into one of one package piece of absolutely amazing segments. Mm. And it would be great, but they've all got these. If I don't know if we've explained what we're on about, these package films would be a collection of seven, six or seven kind of five to seven minute segments, and usually they were led by a single piece of music. So it's a bit like an early version of a music video, but it's animation. It's like a Fantasia, but pop music. Pop music of the time, yeah, yeah, current music. Mm. Um. And some of them are just brilliant, life-changing pieces of music, uh, life-changing pieces of animation, and some of them are just painful. And, and one of them's got puppets. <laughs> Has it? Fun and Fancy Free. The, the middle, oh, the middle yeah. section of Fun and Fancy Free yeah. is, uh, um, what's he called? Jiminy Cricket going next door to to see yeah. that, that girl who was, uh, Lu, Lua, what's she called, Luana something? I don't know, Lu, Luella. Yeah, her anyway. Mm. Um, and this guy with puppets. It, and it's pretty scary. I forgot about that bit. It, it's horrible. Um, but then there's Jack and the Beanstalk. I was going to say, because I think I'd seen Jack and the Beanstalk as a child. Standalone. Yeah. And yeah. It, it mustn't have been in Fun and Fantasy Free. No. So that's just going out as a standalone thing. And it was Although, awesome. I, when I watched, um, what's it called? Uh Mickey's Christmas Carol not so long ago I realised that might be where I knew the giant from and not actually from Jack and the Beanstalk do you know what I've been trying to figure that out just now as well like, I definitely remember the, the giant going Christmas Mercy Christmas Mercy what's he trying to say there is he trying to say pist- pistachio yeah I think so yeah because he doesn't because he never actually says it so I didn't I actually know what he was trying to say <laughs> yeah I think it is pistachio um, yeah but that, that Jack and the Beanstalk feels like the sort of the the version of that story yeah, that giant. 
Mm. He just looks, uh, yeah. Should we wiggle on Silver Age? There's a there's a time issue. Mm. I f- yeah. I feel like this is where Disney, like uh, they've experimented for a bit there, haven't they? And you know they've been saving money, and then they just became pure Disney. They so hit the Silver Age. Cinderella. Yeah. Alice. Yeah. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Then in, you're into like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, that's the Bronze that Age. Sodden mm. Stone. Mary Poppins. Jungle Book. Robin Hood. I think Jungle Book might be Silver Age, technically. Isn't it everything up to when Walt, so it would be, wouldn't it? Would that be the last one? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. It's a good era. I love Sleeping Beauty. Uh, I know Lucy doesn't. I, I <laughs> we could go brutal. back and do She that. was brutal. We fought for it. I, I don't think I feel as strongly about Sleeping Beauty as I appeared to on the podcast. I think this is what happened. I saw some things in the... Because I know the trees are meant to be cathedral-like vertical structures and they're inspired by Art Deco art and all this kind. Mm. Not Art Deco. Anyway, mm. um, so I got all that, but I I just said, but for me, I don't like it. I, fi- I find it cold. And then you two argued back at me. And in true 21st century social media style, instead of just saying, oh, okay, then I said, no, Double it down. is cold. I don't like it. I am <laughs> this, doubling this down. This is what happens sometimes is uh, <laughs> if you feel strongly and the other ones kind of get on your case about it, you go, well, if you're going to get my case about it, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to give it two out of ten then. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> like, we're always fair, we're always I fair. I found, I believe I found Aurora quite a hollow heroine and a, not a great yeah, but character and role model. Five lines. Do you exactly. Remember, do you remember how much I disliked Cinderella? Yeah. And I was going, she's an absolute airhead. Yeah. She's an idiot. Yeah. Look, that bit where she's, she, she walks into the ball and everyone's right in front of her and she's kind of at the edges going, oh, where am I? She's a she's a moron. But it was Snow White. <laughs> Snow White Mark II was Cinderella, wasn't it? And it mm-hmm. and it wasn't a good version of Snow White. No. Mm. It, yeah. It, but it's loved is, by people. I, I did a, I did a full hour by the way before our podcast. I did a full hours podcast with our friend Lacey because mm-hmm. it's her favourite Disney film. And when we were recording it, I was going to put I was going to get you guys to listen to it and we were going to talk about it. But we had such a long conversation, I couldn't edit it down. And and in the end, I just ended up not using it. But I had a really nice chat with Lacey about it, and she convinced me about some things. But I'm mm-hmm. still like story wise, I just don't think it's good. No. Well, what, what did we get? It? We got it sixty four. Uh, Walt Walt didn't like it. Did you not? Are we on about Cinderella? Yeah. Yeah. In, Walt Walt didn't like it. He said it. The, it made the most money. It broke loads of records. It revived the studio, and he said. We'll never get back to Snow White, will we? Mm. Was his reaction to it. I just want to say I've looked up the chart and in the Silver Age we do count 101 Dalmatians and Sword in the Stone. Because they, they come before Jungle Book and I did think and, Jungle Book was part Jungle of Book. it. And Jungle yeah. Book. Um, I'll just, just go, go back a second there. Uh, th- those package films, they've got some middling scores here of like, Saludos Amigos, we give 60. Three Caballeros, only 72. I, mean, like, I was upset Saludos Amigos got so low. We talked so fondly of Three Caballeros and we gave it 72, which is okay. I think but you've got to measure good, it with its it? worst mm. bits, though, and its worst bits are pretty ropey. Mm. Anyway, yeah. um, so that's how we feel about the princess films. And we have to note, up to this point, there's been thir- uh, 30 years of Disney history and there's only been three princess films. Mm. In fact, until... Sleeping Beauty arrived. I don't think you could class um, 
princess films as a genre because you'd only had two sort of 20 years apart. The next one's, one's why they went nuts, wasn't it? The yeah. next one's Black Cauldron. Mm, technically, yeah. Um, but you've got Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan and um, Lady and the Tramp. Let's talk about those ones next. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with Alice in Wonderland because visual, well, visually, it is Mary Blair all over it, oh, which, yeah, which just, I absolutely yeah, love. But I just find the the bitterness of it, the the non, I don't like nonsense. I don't, I, I wouldn't so, like the books. I don't like the poems and I don't like, I just find it very irritating. What score did we give it? Alice, 79. Because it has to score high for animation, and it's it was and it had to score high for music because they, they had what was it the the most songs of any of the Disney films? Yeah, it still does, way. and it is. But they're very so bland. Memorable. You will remember pretty much all of the songs from that, and just think about the parks. You go around the parks and and uh, you go into that curious labyrinth, and you come out exactly. All right, I take okay. I take your point. We're not here to. Really to get And it's lovely song. and short as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like an hour and ten minutes or something, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I love remember. the nonsense of it. I, that, that's something that I just really like about it. It's like just a series of sketches. I think that's a Marmite thing, that yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think so. It's I think the same true. with, uh, who is it, Dr. Seuss. I think you love it or you hate it. To me, it's just word salad. 79's fair, though, isn't it? I can understand the yeah, kids I not being so. too enamoured with it. Yeah. And then Peter Pan, of course, is another... They're going heavily into literature at Chris this point, Chris had some big problems with that, though, mm. and I was, yeah. took, his, took his score quite, quite, quite down, long. Yeah. Just because of the Red Indians? Yes. Yeah. What makes because, it, you know, it was like, how come um, Song of the South, you know, is is spoken about in this way, but Peter Pan gets away with it? And lo and behold, warnings and things have come up on that film now. Well, just now when I tried to watch uh, both Salazos Amigos and Three Caballeros, I had to sit through 12 seconds of... Uh, uh, a screen telling me it was racially not, discriminatory. Yeah. Well, yeah, not maybe not in those words, but uh, the de- mm. depictions of people that we don't necessarily think is right these days or something like that. Mm. Um, no, that is it's it's a stain, really. Is that what's the um, it's, why is the red a, man red when it's mm. such a key film for Disney in the parks? And you know, Peter Pan himself is such a, a big character. Mm. He, it is. It's just. It's just. It's just a shame. But then we had it with Dumbo as well, didn't we? And and mm. Rows and stuff. You know. So we, we've seen these things in all the eras up to this point. Where this and, and and we see it in the Renaissance as well when we get to Aladdin. You know. There's there's just these questionable things just put in that were socially acceptable at the time that maybe you know in, in today's society aren't so much. But yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was it was difficult conversations. I remember. Yeah, oh, there was not a few. wanting to have them. Like Song of the South, we decided not to use the kids, didn't we? Yeah, and that was my decision, not not yours. I think, and and in hindsight, I, I don't think I necessarily have a problem with Lucas watching it, um, because I think he would understand my reasons for for him not watching it in the first place. But it it it's just problematic, isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, the thing is as well is we've got to remember, we're looking at this uh, particular Son of the South, we're looking at it as British people, mm-hmm. and it, it carries a lot more painful weight in America. We didn't understand America. some of... I, I, yeah. I never knew that Br'er, Br'er um, Rabbit was a stereotype. I, 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 yeah. just, I just thought it was an American rabbit. I didn't realise uh, some of the stuff that was in it. And mm-hmm. we, had, like, we had to get like some like pirated DVD of it, didn't we? And mm-hmm. borrow it yeah, off you, yeah. because we can't get it anywhere. But yeah, 
the idea is that, um, well, all three of the Brers uh, are representing African-Americans in the, you know, the the era, anyway. Um, but the, they're meant to be sort of lazy and nomadic and work dodgers and, mm-hmm. and unintelligent and all this. And the thing is, I, I got a, a lot of the problems, but because we're not necessarily familiar with American stereotypes and American tropes, the same way that we make jokes about Geordies and, you know what I mean, we, we've got our own cultural stereotypes. We weren't familiar with it. A lot of it could pass us by. And yeah. I think you've got to appreciate other people's cultures and why that is so offensive somewhere else where we might not find it offensive. But I think when we did Song of the South, I know we're, we're jumping backwards, but when we, did, when we did Song of the South, I was very punishing of the story as a result of that because I said, I, mm. it was almost a, I was making a stand, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was kind of, we, we need to recognise that. This isn't this acceptable. Isn't, isn't acceptable. And so I scored, I think I gave the story a two in the end. From memory, I think I started yeah. very low. I just because, because honestly and truthfully, I didn't know where else to put it. Because in in all honesty, and we talked, we've talked about this many I think times. The animation zero. was absolutely stunning. Oh, it's beautiful. The animation was stunning. Best I'd seen up until that point, and I still yeah. think it's incredible. And the music mm. was was brilliant. A lot of the songs were great as well. Mm. So it was very difficult to. It's a really problems aside on the face value it's a really lovely film um but the problems are deep in the current under the water and as we know if you swim in still looking water with an undercurrent you're going to get swept away so i understand and i stand by it being a banned film but susie made up the other score for that while we didn't use the kids how what did susie give it out of interest seven there you go, you see. Um, oh, you gave it a one, Chris, a the one. story. Mm. I was trying to find it. I found it now. You gave it a one. Back to Peter Pan, though. Mm. Um, the other problem with Peter Pan for me is that Peter Pan himself is a horrible character. Yeah. He is. I find him unappealing. Yeah, really unappealing. He is. Um, which <laughs> isn't necessarily there? Disney's fault. Uh, so we've got Lady and the Tramp. Um, oh, I love Disney dogs. 78. The people and the dogs that look like that's what will always stick with me for from uh, oh that that's not that's that's, that's hundred one dalmatians that, yeah that'll always stick mm. with me is that is that scene at the beginning with the with the owners and their dogs walking past that was the highlight of that film I, for me. I mean we've got two dog films in this era yeah. and to me as a dog lover I'm I'm not a dog owner at the moment but I grew up with dogs so a dog lover uh, this these are animated by real dog lovers, people who under- not only understand the anatomy in a kind of Bambi way, mm-hmm. but who really appreciate the character of do- unique character of dogs and family dogs. And I love them both for that reason. I don't think they're both the best films, no. but for me, it's the character animation that just carries them both. Well, I don't think they were bad films. I thought Are I thought we starting to Xerox at 101 Dalmatians as well? Yeah. Yeah. Xerox uh, era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love that the next era is called the Dark Age. The Bronze Age. The Bronze Age next. Oh, one oh I've, I've skipped ahead. You skipped, yeah. So we got Bronze Age is the Aristocats. Aristocats, Robin Hood. Winnie oh, we haven't Pooh. talked about Jungle Book briefly because this oh. was the one of the few things I owned, like properly owned on VHS as a kid, and to me, it's the Disney classic. The opening of that film, mm. the title sequence. At the I love that music. Oh. Brilliant, and I love it when I hear that in the, in uh, Disneyland Paris. Oh yeah, in, uh, Colonel Hathis. and it's so it's kind of subtle and 
I like enjoyed that more because I was so. I said at the time I was so familiar with it, just seeing it, but not really watching it. But so, you know, you've been sort of you see it everywhere. So I was like, oh, here we go. And I was like, actually, no, it's really good. Mm. The way Bagheera moves through trees, just some some of the little bits of animation in that film were just fantastic. What I love as well is. Whenever Colonel Hathi comes on, Lucas and Ollie both start marching around on all fours. Yeah, mm. it's really funny. <laughs> we gave it eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, quite right. It was great. Yeah, mm. it is. It, well, it is great. It's a great film. Really good film. So your Bronze Age is in the seventies mm. now. So you've got Aristocats. <laughs> oh, um, many, Robin Hood. The many, the many, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, and then the Rescuers. It's a bit of a funny age. This. How I, does the Rescuers get in there? I feel like you could split. You could put Robin Hood and Aristocats down in the Silver Age, and then the Rescuers. Get rid of Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh in the Dark Age. Get rid of Winnie the Pooh because the Winnie the Pooh Arthur feels was made in the sixties anyway. It's, yeah. It's, it's a package together. film, isn't it? It's is effectively a package. It's film, three yeah. films. So the Bronze Age isn't really a thing, is it? No. no. Really you basically got two films that could just sit ha- quite happily in the Silver Age. Yeah, but I think they've moved Aristocats into there so that it's not... Well, we've done it with with dogs, so let's do it with cats now, because yeah. that's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, and The Rescuers dis- belongs in the Dark Age. It's where it should be. Is the Bronze Age the worst age? Or is it actually well, the Robin Dark Hood's Age? In there and, it's, and no, for, it's for the Dark Lucy, Age. For me and Lucy, Robin Hood has... Oh, I love Robin Hood. Massive child of memory. The Dark Age is the darkest of dark ages. When I prefer the Dark Age. Like, mm. So, Bronze Age, Aristocats, Robin Hood, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and Rescuers, compared to the Dark Age, which is, uh, just tell that towards me again, you've got Fox and Hound. Yes. Uh, Black Cauldron. Yes. Which nearly ruined the studio. Basil the Great Mouse Detective. Mm. Which, yeah. And Oliver and Company. And Oliver and Company, which is the second lowest on our chart. But Black Cauldron, I like. Basil's okay. Fox, I hate Fox it, and Hounds. Cauldron. Uh, Fox and Hound got the first ever five teardrops. Yeah, it, it really caught me off guard. That last bit where you can hear the voices, mm. it just, it just, it floored me. I tell you what else, for anybody at all who isn't sure about watching the Black Cauldron, or for any, more for anybody who's watched it once, don't watch, and it. still isn't sure about it. It grows. The more you watch it, the better. It if becomes. you're a child of the '80s in particular, as well, yeah. there's something just about that aesthetic, and it's fantasy about based. About her fringe. It's got a nightmare feel about it. You know, the TV yeah, picture, yeah, that the intro to Nightmare. I bet, I bet we said that at the time. Tim Burton <laughs> doing concept art, flexing his muscles. No, it's I hate fun. It. I'd, well, I'd happily watch that again. I wouldn't. I'd, I haven't. I haven't though. When I'm out, watch and that. The music's when I'm by out. the same guy that did the Ghostbusters score, so it's got a weird, eerie quality. It's to it. great. It's, that's it's really nostalgic really on me. O- yeah. Over time, I, I will quite happily, if I'm stuck for something to watch, I quite happily put that on these days, um, because the soundtrack's really, really good. Um, because the backgrounds, uh, the, the back to watercolor backgrounds like they had in the Golden Age, that we mm. haven't seen for. For two whole ages there. And yes, it's not perfect, not by any stretch of the imagination, but they are trying to move forward. There's a bunch of young people trying to do something different. And they made good strides in um, in the Fox and the Hound, I think. And they were just, they were more independent, more on their own. Everything had gone to hell, hadn't it, Lucy? Yeah. So you basically, you, you ousted the old guard during Fox and Hound, I think. And then the new generation took over for... Um, Black Cauldron and then at some point at the end of this era we get uh, Michael Eisner and more importantly really Jeff Katzenberg mm. um, coming down, Jeffy Kay and it's, it's really funny to me in this era that you can see particularly in like uh, Basil and bits of, of Black Cauldron as well you can really see 
um, Dom Bluth style in there, mm-hmm. which, which I, I know he left around that time, mm-hmm. didn't he? But he did. spent so much time in these new new kids and training them up, and they'd almost learnt his way of doing things. And and that's that's what really comes across in this for me, especially as someone who grew up watching Fifel, uh, whatever it is, Fifel like, Goes West, an American tale, yeah. Um, and and the things that kind of followed that when he when he'd left the studios. In fact, Black Cauldron has a real look of of the computer game that he did, doesn't it? Um, what's that called? Uh, Dragon's Lair? Yeah, Dragon's Lair, yeah. You know, we gave Aristocats 58. Winnie the Pooh, we gave 84. We, 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 we enjoyed it. Do you remember? It, we, yeah. we were really, well, that's yeah. like the second one did as well. We were it's actually all stuff like, uh, I remember being really impressed with Winnie the Pooh, the way that the, the they used the text in the books. You know, when they flooded and the text floated or when they tipped mm. and the, the text tipped. And we said, this is really clever and innovative stuff. Great little songs as well. Mm. Who would you think? Wasn't it, um, what, Sherman Brothers and did the music for mm-hmm. that, Who do you think gave Black Holden a two out of the three of us? Was it Lucy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 53 we gave it. Yeah. I mean, we weren't surprised at the time. My my love of this film has, has been from rewatches after that point in time. I mm. still think I wouldn't score it much different. I still think there's a bit when those fairy things are floating about where they've blatantly said, yeah, the long shot here isn't working, so they've just stripped it and zoomed in. And it, and it looks awful. So this this it's problematic. It doesn't work right. Mm. Gerg is irritating, but not anywhere near as irritating as the other side. Bloody. You can see him if you're watching this, uh, just underneath Lucy there on our screen. Oh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, of course, Basil the Great Mouse Detective is when we first got the CG cogs. Mm. Kind of blended seamlessly in with the 2D animation. Yeah. I didn't and mind it. one of my favourite songs, which is Radigan. They're out again. So I reached a point at, at, around here where I was starting to think, can I carry on doing this? <laughs> because, <laughs> as much as because because at the time Black Cauldron was was a slog, but and I watched it three times for the podcast because Lucas and Ollie liked it, and Ollie ended up it was his go to go to film for ages. Um, the Rescuers was so dark mm. really really dark and I, and I loved it I quite liked it visually I remember you guys saying you, it just didn't appeal to you because of the way it looked it, mm. it just it completely turned you off but, but grubby I mean the opening scene of child abuse <laughs> <laughs> but for, from that so so we, you go through the Bronze Age we had Aristocats which I hated um, little bits of it I liked but on the whole I hated Robin Hood which I love Winnie the Pooh which surprised me Rescuers was terrible um, The Fox and the Hound is a really good film but it's still quite heavy. It's quite hard mm. going. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Black Cauldron into Basil the Great Mouse Detective into um, Oliver and Company. It's all so dark, isn't it? Uh, it's un. It's it... dark, the dark age, but it's all like like city based, and you know Oliver yeah. Co is like you know so you're down with the you're down with the litter. I didn't yeah. think it could get any worse. Yeah, and and yet there's an era to come which for me is far worse than either of those two eras. Well, it's just this is going to become. Relevant in a minute. Um, Relevant. Silver <laughs> Relevant. Silver Age spans sixteen years. You've got sorry, seventeen years, and you've got eight films. Uh, the Bronze Age is seven years. You've got four films. The Dark Age is seven years, and you've got four films. The Renaissance is ten years, and you've got ten films in it. 
And I find that interesting. And I'm just going to skip ahead. The experimental era... It was very experimental. ...was oh. na- nine years. I forgot and you've about got... the experimental era. Because <laughs> when you said there's something coming up that's worse, I was like, what could it be? Ah, uh, yeah. There's some hit and some missing. you've got there, isn't nine there? years. You've got 11 films in nine years. So they're really speeding up. And this is an Eisner thing. Eisner came in and said, right, we need to, we need to be churning out... You know, it's, it's not what we're working on churning at the moment. The it's just... Quanti- uh, get the quantity yeah. going. Forget about the quality. So they had multiple films going on, uh, being made at the same time. They had multiple locations. They were doing the same film over split locations. If you remember, they had um, departments in Paris and mm. Florida and all over the place. They had some things outsourced to Japan. Um, anyway, so things speed up. Not right at the beginning of the Renaissance, but that's on its way. But around about this time, we also did Who Frame Roger Rabbit. Yes, we did. Mm. So that lightened the mood a bit, didn't it? Oh, still love uh, that We film. gave that 88. 88. What did mm. Mary Poppins get? That was high, wasn't oh, it? Oh, was 92. 92. 92. So, finally, Hugh said this back when we were in the war era. We're just like, yeah, let's let's get to The Little Mermaid. We, we made it to The Little Mermaid. <laughs> and I actually remember when I got onto my memory lifetime films, it started to feel a bit weird. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I remember that being released. It was like, oh. And then as you also said, we finished that episode by going, and next week we're going to do The Rescuers Down Under. Uh, yeah. What? And that was, what did we give that? I remember that being far worse than The Actual Rescuers. Um, oh. Except for the eagle bit at the did beginning. We, yeah, the eagle was quite That knocked my socks off and I was like, wow, this is better than I thought. And then it just didn't deliver from there on. We get the rescuers. Have we swapped out John Candy for like Randy Quaid or something like that? I can like that. find it on here. We get the rescuers 59. Oh, down under 62. So oh, better. so we got better than the rescuers. Yeah, it wasn't as dark, was it? True. Yeah, and the villain was good to look at. It was nice to look at and it had its moments. Yeah, it did well, have its moments. I suppose. 62. 62. And two teardrops. Interesting. Yeah, that's um, not much really, is it? No. And then you go Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, also now problematic, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan and Tarzan. Mulan did this incredibly well, didn't it? This is my era. Just because these are the films I know the best and I have watched them the most, not just in the last couple of years, but through my life, I've yeah. seen all these films more than 10 times. 91 we gave Mulan. 91. I remember being really shocked how well that it's did. It's brilliant. I love yeah, Mulan. I'd never seen it before. It was it was brand new to me. So like Aladdin's like 90. Was it 90, I think? Was it really? Why is this one upside down? Don't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Have you seen Hugh's book? <coughs> we showed it, didn't we, on one of the Vlogmas episodes? Yeah, we did. Little Mermaid's 92. Beauty and the Beast, 91. Yeah. Mulan, 91. Um, Lion King, 80. Tarzan, 84. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas, Pocahontas, 69. Wow. Yeah, Pocahontas is, is music, but there's there's problems everywhere else, I think. The music's great. The music's, well, yeah, it's, yeah iconic. Um, and of course, that's another one you, you really don't see in parks or anywhere now. And there's, mm-hmm. again, it's it's not offensive in its content, in, in content in that it's nice, it's just historically inaccurate in a criminal way. They and tried to fix it with Pocahontas studently a little bit by yeah. really bringing some of the right things in, but yeah. it's that that's that's a big problem because it's young people and you mm-hmm. need to let them know. Um, what Hercules seventy eight? What else did was in that? Have I said them all? 
It definitely tapers off there towards the end, doesn't Hunchback it? Hunchback of Notre Dame 71, which yeah. is a shame because I, I love Hunchback. Well, I love the... No, specifically, I love the music of Hunchback. Oh, you, but the, you built up to that. The star right from is episode dark. one, I think. Best your, music. Your love of that. Best music. I must have given it 10. And I just really don't like but, the, the idea of spending time in that brown world. Oh, and I had the streets of Paris. No. I had real problems with the with the fusion of CGI at that point in time, didn't I? And the way that they'd suddenly just bring in a scene that was all CGI and you, it was just really obviously... Mm. It was the 3D stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just being done in a really obvious way and I didn't like it. Yeah, they did the big, what I suppose would be crane shots yeah. if it wasn't <sighs> animation. You know, speaking sanctuary! Of, speaking of which, just to go back a long way, do you remember... Finding out 101 Dalmatians that Cruella de Vil's car was a model car that was white. Yeah, and they, just, they kind uh, of like rotoscoped it. Yeah, because yeah. oh, that looked like um, CG, didn't it? Yeah, the way it was, the way it turned. Oh. Anyway, um, so where are we? Fantasia 2000, probably. Oh there, gosh. Oh well, no, we haven't got to Tarzan. Lion King. I mean, these are massive things that we're not talking. Lion oh, King. You went into Lion King ready to to tear it a new one, and yeah. Uh, and it turns out oh, this this myth that it's uh, a copy of um, s- what's it called? S- something the White Lion. Kimba. Kimba. Yeah, and it turns out it's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, we put that aside, which, which was good actually. I think. Alan Menken. That was the big story that it wasn't what like the ripoff you think it is. This could almost be called the Menken era, couldn't it? And yes, Howard Ashman, until we very, very sadly lost him too early. But you've got Tarzan, which is Phil Collins, and you've got Lion King, which is Sir Elton John. Everything else, I believe, is Alan Menken. And I, I firmly believe, except Rescuers Down Under... We forget that. I firmly believe that is the key to the success of this era. There is a great um, documentary on Disney Plus, isn't there, that covers the Dark Ages right up to Beauty and the Beast and a little bit beyond. Is it called Waking and Sleeping Beauty? Oh, yeah. Mm. Really really good documentary Mm. if you want to see some stuff about that time. And there's also a a really good documentary about Howard Ashman as well. Mm. Is it just called Ashman? I can't remember. I've watched watched them both. One of the two. Yeah. well worth a look at if you want to know more about what went on in this era, if you want to know more about um, all of that, it's but well worth I also feel like the, there are underrated classics in this because, I mean, I will, I love Mulan and I loved that you two loved it too, but so many people haven't seen it or just, away. But also Tarzan, I think because it goes on that cusp when we're about to get Fantasia and Dinosaur and it kind of gets lumped in there. It's the last of the Renaissance. I think Tarzan's fantastic. If Tarzan had been made in the Silver Age, it would be revered. I think it, it was just the wrong time for it. Yeah. yeah. Especially with, you know, all the CG. Well, yeah. <laughs> How did they do that? And, and Phil Collins' soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. What a talented child. Let's go on to the experimental era then. And it's like, here we go. Eisner is going, I want at least one a year and we will make so, loads of money. This was the next so, slog. Here's the thing for me, right? I would like to do a quick, I know it won't be quick because of the pad of paper, but in order... What scores did we do this? Because this was up and down, wasn't it? Right, okay. Right, I can do, and, I can do this. And this was the next slog up until, like, we were just we were desperate. We were desperate to get to Tangled, weren't we? Yeah. And we were just getting through these Oh, when was Lilo and Stitch? Films. When yeah, was Lilo, Lilo and Stitch? Lilo and Stitch is in there. In, Lilo in and Stitch got 88. That was, that was like a standalone 
thing. Oh, that, that I also Treasure Planet did better than we expected it to do, and Atlantis did better than, than I thought. It this was is when right. this is when seventy six. This, this is when I start mixing. Home them up. on the Range <laughs> got seventy six as well. Oh, it was good fun. Was Home on the Range? I love Emperor's New Groove. Why did it only get seventy four? Because it's stupid. Okay. Um. Right, and then we get some bad... Fantasia 2000 got 63. Um, Was that better than Fantasia? Chicken Little got 57. Well, I think you must have stopped there because I haven't seen Meet the Robinsons and I know we gave um, Meet yeah, the Robinsons. That was a big surprise to me was Meet the Robinsons. It wasn't to me because I I'd said before, but I had a real fondness for that. Um, Do you have be, Meet the Robinsons? When I, somewhere. When uh, Lucas was little. Yeah. Um, yeah, it must, that must be around when I stopped doing them. I need to update the website, so sorry everybody. You can see everything pretty much up to Meet the Robinsons on there. And Bro- at some point, I'll Brother Bear, there. Home on the Range. Oh, here we go. Meet the Robinsons, 56. 56? The Wild is still our lowest scoring at 32. What did Brother Bear get? Brother Bear. Oh. The Wild just, and Oliver and Company just Oh, that was on that list. About. Brother Bear got... Um, uh, 49. Dinosaur, 51. So what are the bottom four films then on the list? Um, the Wild, Oliver and Company, Brother Bear and Dinosaur. And then Black Cauldron. You see, that's how f- and then Ichabod and Toad. So I think Ichabod and Mr. Toad should be lower than Black Cauldron, but apart from that, I'm bang on with us. And with us Treasure Planet. I mean, we've got then we've got Maleficent, Mystery of, Mistress of Evil, yeah, which was count, just gross. Yeah, it was. Um, but Treasure Planet is 55. I thought that scored better than that. I thought that's interesting. I think we kind of enjoyed it. Where's Atlantis? Did we do a whole episode on Mistress of Evil? Yeah, we did. The second Maleficent film? Yeah, we did. Because we'd started... Did we do it two in one or something? No, no, no. Do you not remember? We decided we wanted to be relevant with stuff. Yeah. And Disney Plus had not long been in existence, had it? And we were in lockdown. (laughs) And when new releases came out... Oh, it was at the cinema. Was that one at the cinema? I don't think... No, we didn't pay. Was it last... Was it... Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Um, we decided that when new releases came out, we should be doing them. So we just we said we'd do that. Mm. But yeah, because we did uh, onward around this time. I think it was a cinema release, you know. I don't right think we Frozen, the month before Frozen. I don't think we saw it at the cinema because I was against oh, it, was it both, existing. Though. Maybe it was maybe it was last year and it was both. No, because that, that was the wrong time. I think you're mixing up Atlantis and Treasure Planet because I distinctly remember disliking Treasure Planet quite a lot. But Atlantis, we we went through a phase of watching it a couple of times a week, didn't we, Hugh? And that got Atlantis is the one with... Bonnie got into it. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, yeah. 76. Mm -hmm. And Treasure Mm -hmm. Planet had... 55. Not Robin Williams playing the robot from the film Robots. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, no, it was awful. That was awful. (laughs) A really good Crescent Moon city, though. Or docks. Remember that shot? Mm. Well, there, there were some nice bits in it, but yeah, it wasn't great. Wasn't it? Uh, we we did the Muppet, the Muppet Christmas Carol around about this time. And, oh. what did... and this was our first ever one hundred. Is it our only ever one hundred? It's our only ever one hundred, and it is and five the best film, and five on the cry factor. And I have mm-hmm. no regrets, no regrets. Um, Bolt, what did Bolt get? Because you like Bolt, but it's too modern for me. Seventy four. And it's got grubby, grubby cats in it. Oh, right, and then tangled. we're into the revival. And, oh, we gave it. Hang on, you're skipping one there. Oh. No, Hugh's skipping one. Oh. He's gone to Tangled. Yes, we've oh, got Princess, Princess, and, the, Princess and, and the Frog. frog. Uh, 88 we gave that. Yeah. That was really That's enjoyable. An, another underrated one, particularly with this. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, sorry, guys, I just knocked a microphone over. Um, the music... 
fabulous. Tangled lost two, two points. Uh, I think I knocked one off for the music. Like yeah. we, we'd all given it tens across the board until my last score of the music, and I just had to take one back. I was just like. It's good, but is it the Little Mermaid? That's what I always say. Is it the Little mm-hmm. Mermaid? And uh, either Bonnie or Lucas gave it a four instead of I, a five. I think it might be Bonnie, and I was cross at her because she went through a phase of just saying four no matter what she actually thought of it, and I happened to know, I know. it's her favourite princess. No, I feel like maybe we, even if she said four, we probably said it was five. Yeah. Because, I told Lucas because she had, it is I a said, five. You've, come on, everybody loves this film. Sorry. It's going to get full marks. You've got to give it a five, Lucas. You've just got to yeah. give it a five. And he said, I don't want to give it a five. Oh, okay. So it's so Lucas. I let, I let him off. I said, no, that's fine. If you, I, I said, I can't make you do it. If, 98. If Bonnie had given it a four, I would have said, Bonnie, come on. It's your favourite film in the whole world. If this doesn't get a five, what does? You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> she loves it. 98, well deserved. What film was it, Hugh, where I... I was going to mark it down a point, and you were going to mark it down a point, and so we decided to give it half a point each, and so we just put we just marked it down by one point. <laughs> no idea. I think it might have been that. I think I think we might have split the difference. Hmm. There was definitely a film in the not too distant past where we did that, and I can't think it would have been any of the others. I can't think. No, I can't either. But we all love Tangled. Better than Frozen. Really love Tangled. Um, oh, see, and again, you, you go Tangled, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. I, ju- I don't <laughs> believe it belongs on this list because I feel like it was released for marketing reasons. They knew it would sell. They knew the juniors would like it. They, it meant that Frozen would be number 50. <laughs> yeah, and Winnie the Pooh. Tangled. Any merchandise. They just like need to keep Frozen. these IPs current so they can sell bed sheets and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was... It was good. It's Winnie the Pooh. It's good. You're getting a bit you know. of, uh, you know, if we're to believe that they've marketed gender specifically, it's going uh, a couple of princesses, then Winnie the Pooh, then you get Wreck-It Ralph, then you get Frozen, then you get Big Hero 6, and it's like, they're, oh, they're almost trading off, like, that's mm. one for them, then that's one for them. One yeah. for them, uh, a little bit. Mm. Um. So, yeah, we then we've got Wreck-It Ralph, and then Frozen, the absolute Goliath. Mm-hmm. That is frozen. Massively overrated frozen. What, yes. did, we, what did we give it? Seventy. Yeah. So c- pretty average score there. Got we, a lot of complaints. I was going to well say we got yeah. pushback from listeners on that. They were like, but "Come on, that's frozen. the thing about that that film. Like we're saying it's overrated, uh, and, we, and we all kind of think that. We all think it's okay and it's hmm. good, good enough, but it's overrated. And uh, so the people who are rating it are going to come at you, then, aren't they? Of course, yeah. But. Look, look, we've just talked about, you know, Black Cauldrons being being really low um, and uh, and various other films that have scored quite low that we still say, you know, Saludos Amigos, The Three Caballeros, scored in the low, in the low mid-70s. But they're films that we love. Mm. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Frozen got the same score as 2011's Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and also Pete's, Pete's Dragon. Oh, well, it's music by the same people. Less than Fox and the Hounds. 101 Dalmatians, all 70s. Uh, we might have been a little bit harsh, but thing is, it, we were. it's over-marketed, which immediately makes you think, hang on, and there's, there's holes there. The story just the story doesn't... doesn't hold up. It doesn't. doesn't. No, I agree. Um, it needed a couple of rewrites, and it we would have been right. amazing. The music, Absolutely we right. all gave the music an eight on that one. Mm-hmm. So it's all a good, that's a really good score. Eight, eight, and eight. That's I don't great, know why but, I didn't give it more than that. Some people are going to be like, "Oh, it's a ten. Oh, it's got to be a ten. But you know, like complaints, like I was saying um, 
uh, in summer doesn't scan very well. It's a very it's a very odd song. Doesn't doesn't flow properly. But people are so used to it that they they're used to the problems in it and they go, "Well, what's wrong with that? It's fine." But when you actually look at it, you think you could have so easily tweaked those words to make them flow mm. better. And you know, there's like he's stumbling over the lines almost to, to get them out. It's a bit silly. You bit of shadow. Um, there, yeah, a bit they, of shadow, bit of shadow in the animation, though. which yeah, we had an argument with Susie about on Twitter, like way before <laughs> we reviewed it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Big Hero 6. This feels like last week. It does. <laughs> when did we do Big because, Hero 6? Because, Four because, weeks ago. Because Zootopia is after it, but like we, but mixed, we, we mixed them up. So we've only just done Big Hero 6, and mm. I, I do like that film. We gave Big Hero 6 81. It's uh, interesting, though, that the. Zootopolis, though, we gave 91. What's that? It must be Moana, isn't it? Or is the other one We're looking one? at a thumbnail and we can't recognise what, what film, film it is. is. There's a thumbnail for 2015 and beyond. And oh. there's only three films there, which is interesting, because there's more than three films there. Um, and it doesn't look like a recognisable one. And what's that one next to it? What are these films? Are these? Pro- is this? How old is this list? Are these proposed films? Is that the giant one? Oh, possibly. It's the giant oh, one, right. isn't it? okay. Yeah. So it's everything past now. Oh, and is that like an early Moana could yeah, be, it must be. be. Right, yeah. so we're looking at a list that's out of date. <laughs> yeah, but well, the no, list that we started off on it goes up to Wreck-It Ralph, so yeah. we've been working on one that's out of date for quite a while anyway. Mm. So there you go, we've been through... Encanto. All of that, we did Encanto last week. Which Bonnie is still insisting is her favourite film. There you go, we did Ryan Last Dragon last year as well. Mm. which no, um it's poor. We did quite enjoy I don't, I don't think that. it's poor, I quite like it. I might watch Raya, it. Right, yeah, um, 78. There you go, that's... See, I think anything over 70 is still a good score. It is. See, see. sometimes people go, oh, you've scored that too low, and you go, well, you know, 78 is a good score. You know? When I you're mean, talking about a couple of points between different films, yeah. and, and you're trying to differentiate, anything that's over 70 is good. And IMDb always um, settles at about 7.2, and I think if you get up into 7.8 and IMDb, you're in a good film, mm-hmm. it, film area. We balance each other out very well. I think these scores hold up. All, like there's none of them that I really look at and go, really we gave it that. Like yeah. I just I think the way we mark it and with the kids input and everything, and we've we've really tried as well. I think these scores are exactly right. I mean, well, I think they are. This really is the definitive well scoring it. list. We've tried mm. to keep our emotions out of it where we can. I know it hasn't always worked that way, but generally, Toy Story Four. Well, yeah. Oh, actually, that wasn't emotions. It was just bad. Yeah. Beauty as well. I'll but, take that one. But I, I also think that sometimes, quite often between us, we've adjusted our own our own points to um, to kind of counterbalance that as well. Yeah, sometimes we have a score in mind and listening to the others, uh, and I think it's fair, you know, you go, oh, do you know what? I am going to knock it down one, or I am going to give it one more than I was going to give it, you know, now that you've explained it. And that's yeah. how it works. You end up in a heated conversation and, and someone's saying, I'm going to give this, the animation for this a two, and you were thinking, I'm going to give it a seven, and you yeah. think, well, actually, no, I'm going to give it an eight now. Yeah, there's been, actually, I think it is that. The, the number of times I've, I've started adding up the scores, and I've, I've, I've slyly, as you two were talking, just without you knowing, I've, I've just knocked me eight down to a seven. Yeah. You used to tell me what scores I'd written down, didn't you? Awesome I used, yeah, I used to guess what I used to guess quite accurately. I thought, yeah, like, quite accurately, accurate. what you were going to give it. I could tell, uh, but we're a bit out of practice now. Um, well, I, th- I think as well as there's been less to talk about in terms of the the history and what's mm. gone on with those films. There's, there's generally been less to talk about, so we've we've had to focus on the subject matter and not on everything else around it. And that, for me, that's that's changed my interest in it to a certain mm. extent as well. I think, yeah, knowing I think, my... I think I was very influenced in the Dark Age by knowing what an absolute <clears throat> show was going on mm. backstage, mm-hmm. and so that really turned me against 
a black cauldron because I knew that this was the time of people revolting against the nine old men and, um, you know, the, these new guard taking over. And there was lots of arguments that there were co-directors not talking to each other yeah. and having two separate teams working on things. And I was so coloured by that, I couldn't accept it would be a good film mm. because I just thought it's a mess. One of my favourite arguments that we had was uh, Haunted um, Mansion because <laughs> yeah. Lucy hated it. And, really? uh, and at one point I, I, I started giving my music score and saying like, <laughs> I was saying something like genuinely good moments, and I was laughing because you were going what, and I was going, going no, and I was no. going, I was, and I was, I was saying something like uh, at times reaches the heights of, and I was saying something like ridiculous, and Lucy was going what, uh, but yeah, because we've done all these extra ones as well. We've done like Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Holiday Special, Star Wars Holiday Special, which oh, fifty five. You kidding me? It's the fourth best Star that was Wars. Lucy's fault as well. The fourth best Star Wars film. Um, it's an abomination. We've done Toy yeah, Story. It didn't score as high as Rise we've of Skywalker. We've done Toy Story. Is an abomination. Oh, <laughs> we've done some Pixar. Like I, I think if we, if if the DLP show wasn't, uh, you know, taking up as much time as it is now, would it would have been nice to go into Pixar. I don't think we're we're going to get through no uh, and do all those. Um, I sat watching Shang Chi yesterday and thought I'd like to do this for Marvel. Yeah, I'd love to do this for Marvel. Yeah, do you know originally it was like right, we're going to do that. Then we're going to do all the Pixar. Then we're going to do Marvel. Then we're going to do Star Wars. And then we're going to pick up all these other ones like Freaky Friday or whatever. Uh, you know, yeah. for all mm. the um, Swiss, fam- Swiss Family Robinson and all that stuff. But the but- DLP show was a. a- uh, like a, a back seat, like a, a, yeah. a nice thing to we do. Once a month, we were doing mm. ten minute shows as well. We were doing a quick news round. Itty bit, yeah. We were just doing a bit, bit of news shows. A bit of news shows, and then, and then the, once a month we did a feature show, didn't we? And yeah. um, it kind of yeah, the world ended. It, it got and traction, and people started getting really interested in it, and it got a listenership. And I, I would be sad to stop doing this, but the thing is. Obviously, this is um, a hobby for us, and we have lives, and it's a real push, isn't well, it? Well, we go live every night, every Sunday night at eight thirty doing the DLP show, and if we want yeah. to do this, we have to do it afterwards. And like for instance, now it's five to eleven, yeah, which and is fine, but it's a Sunday. Yeah, the kids have got and I've got and... three scripts to type up before yeah. bed yeah. tonight. <laughs> so we we just we, we we're biting off a little bit more than we can chew, I think, and that's that's why it maybe. Mm. I, I don't want to close this off and not do it anymore. It'd be nice, if, you know, as the films keep coming out, we'll, you know, dip back in and... Uh... But just having chats like this is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Even if we pick a, a wider thing, but the scoring things just works really well for us. And other podcasts have stolen our, our scoring mechanisms. Have they really? Oh, yeah. The, what? For, for discussion purposes, maybe not the scoring, <laughs> but for discussion purposes, they've the started to split things into... Um, and a, at least two podcasts that trailblazers creditors for it. We're but, trailblazers. But did it? So you know, it, it, it works, doesn't it? I, th- I mm. think it works really well. And it's a good format. So new films, new Disney animated films, definitely. Um, I'd be interested to do new Pixar films as well. I think, and then mm. I don't know beyond that. I don't know how we do it unless we manage to find a succinct way of doing this in half an hour instead of an hour each time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might. We might end up doing separate recording sessions and I don't know. It's it's so hard. And you know what? We're on that downward slope to Christmas. <laughs> How many <laughs> so episodes so of this have we done though? Like Flipping loads. Is it is it like a hundred or something? You know, like we can um I can tell you. You know, I, like I it's that you know, the, there's so many now that like you can you could as a listener, if you thought, oh, it's a shame, it might be like, the beginning. It, it's slowing down, I come to the end. Start again, there's that many of them. Yeah. I would. Um, episode number 81, Big Hero 81. 6. So this, this will be episode number 83. Wow. And we're about to hit the 100th episode of the DLP show um, mid-January as well. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? 
wow. three years worth of shows that we've done. Um, and I, I feel bad that we've not managed to keep this going at least fortnightly, which is what we decided we wanted to do. Mm. But it, it's been a real struggle for us, hasn't it? And, mm. and we had technical issues when we first started back together again after lockdown, and that caused us some delays. And then we had um, te- other technical issues at times or things not recording again, because that, that's happened to us as well not so long ago. We did we did a 40 minutes or something talking about Loki. I had a really good chat about it. it was and do you know what? We just couldn't face having that same conversation which we, we yeah. did the whole thing with Snow White but again it was like the, the energy had gone by that point hadn't it because mm. <laughs> you ask the questions and things and you end up saying exactly the same things again yeah it doesn't and have I the same feeling does it, it and it didn't with Snow White but but it was the first one so we had to do it you couldn't mm. not do it yeah that's, mm. that's it <clears throat> cancelled the whole thing no. the whole endeavour so there you go mm-hmm. so do you know what it would be Nice to have your feedback, guys, because we we do get energy from the listeners. And mm. if you're going to go, oh no, this is my favourite podcast, and I can't believe that you're stopping it, and we really were looking forward we're to you doing this. No, no, no we're, we're not stopping it. But um, if well, I mean, we at least two more to go. Yeah. Before we even get to the end of the list, we're doing. I just know that, like, so I used to listen to um, a podcast. One of the reasons I wanted to do podcasts in the first place, I used to listen to a podcast called Midnight Movie Club, um, and. Uh, they they reached a point where they were doing them sporadically and then eventually it kind of dwindled. And then mm. a couple of years later, they came up with another idea and they came back and they were doing it regularly again. But when this when things start to dwindle, it, you, you kind of lose your interest in it a little yeah. bit. And it's not great for the listeners who, who really enjoy mm. it. So I really want to carry on doing this. I really do. Yeah, but, I but do. Maybe it becomes a, a once a month thing or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. that, or, or we just do it when we can manage it or we've got an idea or whatever, but... But yeah, Feed, but feedback's <clears throat> on your thoughts. Mm. And, um... Yeah. Look at that. Shall Lucy's I... really secretly told me to wrap it up there. In from that. Yeah, even, uh, though, I just, even though we've actually, filmed. I've just, <laughs> just realised I've got something to say. I don't know exactly when this is going out. This might be towards the end. But I am currently doing Vlogmas. 20th well, we. of uh, December, I think it'll go out. We are currently doing Vlogmas, which means we upload a new YouTube video mm. every week. Um, every day. Sorry, every day <laughs> from December the 1st to December the 24th. And um, they're really good and they're really fun and we're getting some nice feedback. But we've also decided to do it for charity. We're raising money for Give Kids the World, which I won't go back into it. I've just explained it in detail on the Disneyland Paris show. But it, it's a facility in Orlando, Florida that allows terminally in children to enjoy the magic of Disney. So if you want to check those out, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. There you go. So I guess all that remains to say is mm. have a fantastic end to your year. Yeah. I hope that you don't end up in, in lockdowns and not able to see your families and stuff like last year. And it's rubbish. a bit more jolly and happy. Yeah. Um, and we will be back in the new year and we will do those final four films and we'll probably do other stuff as well, you know. We'll just yeah. wait and see. But if you can't if you know, if you can't wait for us to get ourselves moving and do that, come and join us on the DLP show because we have a lot of fun there as well, don't we? We do. We have a live chat going on. It's live uh, yeah. every week. Or, or just listen again. You can. Yeah. Do listen do again. Either. I started listening again and do I actually either. really enjoyed it. Yeah. I We are my favourite podcast. Yay. <laughs> I think so too. Go us. <laughs> All right. So have a good uh, end of the year and we'll see you in January. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas, pals. <laughs>